the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. It is good to be here as we once again go to the Lord in prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we bless you, we praise you, we honor you, we thank you, and we look forward to how you're going to work, especially in these next few weeks. What a blessing it is to know you and to know your plan. So, Father, we pray that this program will enlighten people, motivate people, and most of all, draw them to you. We bless you, thank you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. All right. Well, it is not too late for you to come to Rosh Hashanah services tonight. Tonight at 7 p.m., Rosh Hashanah begins. We also have a service on Monday at 11 You can go to our website for more information. And it's also not too late to ask for a calendar of services for our holy days, as there are a number of things going on. So, again, we would love to. You can get that at shereshdavid.org, or you can call Karen at 813-831-5673. Now, if you give us your name and address, uh, or the name of an address of somebody Jewish that you'd like to invite to Yom Kippur service, we'll send them a ticket and an invitation. Um, But in order for them to receive it on time, uh, because Yom Kippur is a week, um, it is 10 days from now, uh, we would want to send it out immediately. So call us uh, tomorrow at the office. Call Karen at 813-831-5673, and we'll get out tickets and an invitation and, um, you know, uh, again, a calendar for the holy days. 
So tonight, as I mentioned, marks the beginning of the fall feasts or the holy days or the appointed times. However, nowhere in the Bible does it talk about Jewish holidays. Rather, the Hebrew word is moedim, which means appointed times. And these appointed times are found in Leviticus 23, beginning with which holy day? Well, yes, Shabbat, the Sabbath. This is the weekly moed or appointed time that we are to have with the Lord. In other scriptures, we realize that we're also supposed to uh, celebrate monthly, and that is Rosh Chodesh, the head of the month or the beginning of the month. And then, in fact, tonight is a double celebration. It is Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the month, and Rosh Hashanah the beginning of the year. So this evening is the first of Tishrei on the Hebrew calendar. Actually, that word is taken from the Babylonian captivity, which means beginning. But first, before we talk about Rosh Hashanah, let's ready our heart. And we do this by understanding God's intention for our observance of these feast days, these holy days, these appointed times. Number one, all of these holy days are supposed to be a holy convocation, which means that we set aside time to come together as a group and have services. As Shabbat is our weekly remembrance of God's rest after um, you know, God's spiritual creation of the redemption for mankind, right? Uh, he created the world. Um, and the holy days are that remembrance of that spiritual creation. And every year when we observe these holy days, we are emphasizing in our hearts and minds God's plan of that redemption. Now, these holy days kept the chosen people Jewish in the diaspora. You know, the diaspora is when they were no longer in Israel, but throughout the world. And, you know, how did the Jewish people stay Jewish without a homeland, right? But the, it were these holy days, these holy convocations. Now, I'll tell you, I believe that these holy days keep the chosen believers in Yeshua, both Jew and Gentile, strong in their faith while being part of the world, because, you know, we're all part of the world, as we yearly rehearse God's redemption for man. So God said we are to be holy, sanctified, and set apart. This comes from sacrifice, as we are willing to sacrifice our time and our focus from our own needs on to uh, become holy as we focus on the Lord and what he desires. So this is some of the intentionality, I believe, of God uh, wanting us to observe these days. You are taking our time and effort to come together as God's community, is God's way of protecting us, I believe, from Hasatan, from Satan's purposes. And the praise and worship of God protects us from the elevation of man, you know, that it's all about us. God... God's order keeps us humble and under authority. 
The world has no authority, and so the world is chaotic. And wouldn't you agree, the world is becoming more chaotic every day. Well, let's talk about Rosh Hashanah. It is actually not the biblical name. Rather, the biblical name is called Yom Teruah, the day of the blowing or the blowing of the shofar. However, since almost all of Judaism calls it Rosh Hashanah, we will do the same. And even though it is considered the Jewish New Year, we know that on God's calendar, that would be found in Exodus 12, 2, which God calls the first month of the year in the spring at the time of Passover. But we won't go into that, will we? (laughs) Growing up in a fairly relaxed Jewish household, I didn't go to services very often. However, Rosh Hashanah was one of those holy days we all celebrated. It never occurred to me that all these holy days spoke of Yeshua, the Messiah. So as I grew in my faith, this understanding really became amazing to me. So these Moedim, these appointed times, speak of the redemptive program Yeshua fulfills by his life, death, his resurrection, his return, and his coming again. The fall feasts represent the final gathering of God's people. Rosh Hashanah, the blowing of the trumpet uh, or the shofar, the first day of the seventh month on God's calendar, it's a wake-up call. God will seek to gather the body of Messiah. So the shofar blasts, and we'll talk about that more later. Uh, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, um, that's that final opportunity for the nation of Israel and the world to receive atonement. And Sukkot, I believe, five days later, is when God gathers his people to tabernacle with him. Now, the seventh month is significant. Seven in Hebrew is Sheva. Sheva also means a promise, a vow, or an oath. And God is going to fulfill all his promises, I believe, in the seventh month. So... There are other names to Rosh Hashanah. I already told you Yom Teruah is the day of the sounding. And, you know, when I think of the shofar, two scriptures come to mind. One is talking about Joshua defeating Jericho with the shofar and the walls come tumbling down. And secondly, the ram's horn reminds us of the ram that was substituted um, for the sacrifice or the almost sacrifice of Isaac in Genesis 22. In fact, that's a reading that we are to do at Rosh Hashanah. But other names are Yom HaZikaron, which is the day of remembrance. God will remember us in the book of life. Uh, Yom HaDin, God, a day of judgment. God will uh, sovereignly judge the people. And Chag Sameach, which means joyous festival. We're instructed to have joy. L'Shana Tova, for a good year. That's the greeting that you might greet people or Gujontav, which is Yiddish for good holiday. So during the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it's called Yamin Noraim, which are the days of awe, the days of repentance. This is a time for serious introspection, a time to consider the sins of the previous year and repent before Yom Kippur. There's a view put forth by the rabbis in the Talmud that the day of Rosh Hashanah coincides with the sixth day of creation when humanity was created. 
Now, according to this view, Rosh Hashanah becomes the birthday of all peoples. And, of course, one celebrates a birthday, right? Okay. So we read from Leviticus 23.23 about Rosh Hashanah. It says... um, Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Bnei Yisrael, saying, In the seventh month of the first day of the month, you are to have a a Shabbat rest, a memorial of blowing, the shofar, a holy convocation. No regular work. You're to present an offering made by fire to God. So these are the four things that you're supposed to do. Rest, blow the shofar, have services, and an offering to the Lord. Uh, There are five themes that generally are talked about in Rosh Hashanah. Malchiot, which means kingship. God is our father. God is our king. Uh, Second, of course, is the blowing of the shofar, Yom Teruah. A third is that believing that God wants for us to have a sweet new year. Fourth is recognizing our sin and repenting. And fifth is knowing that our names are written in the book of life. We want to be remembered before the Lord. So we're going to look at these five themes in a little more depth. First of all, kingship, Malchiot. God is our father, our king. And we depend on him. So we trust in him as king over our lives. We trust in him for our circumstances. We trust in him concerning our family and friends. We trust that he knows what's best for our lives. And because he's king, we serve him through our actions, our deeds, our speech, and also denying of ourself. And we worship him. Our heart, soul, and mind are all about him. So that's number one. He is king of our lives. Number two, the blowing of the shofar. You know, there are a lot of reasons in scripture that we are told to blow the shofar. One is a warning, sometimes to gather to worship. Three, call people to go to war or leading them in going to war. Four is to proclaim a holy assembly before God. Five, to call the people to repentance. Six, to call the people to prayer. Seven, to awake us from spiritual slumber. Eight, to make a covenant with God. And nine, to proclaim liberty and freedom. So it was at Mount Sinai where Israel received the law and our covenant was sealed with the sound of the shofar. And God told Israel at Mount Sinai when the ram's horn, this is in Exodus nineteen thirteen, by the way, when the ram's horn sounds with a long blast, Israel shall come up to the mountain. And that, that's what we need with the Lord, a mountaintop experience. It was on that seventh day that Israel marched around Jericho on the seventh time around. They blew the shofar, shouted, and the walls came tumbling down. Don't we need to see walls in our lives come tumbling down? And then in Joel 2, verse 1, blow the shofar in Zion, sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all living in the land terror, uh, tremble, for the day of Adonai is coming. Surely it is near. 
And in Numbers 10.8, the sons of Aaron, the priests, will blow the trumpets. They will. This is to be an eternal ordinance for you as well as for your generations to come. When you go to war in your own land against the enemy who is hostile to you, you are to sound short blasts of alarm. Then you will be remembered before Adonai your God and be delivered from your enemies. Also, at your days of rejoicing, feasts, and new moons, you're to blow on the trumpets over your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. They will then be a reminder for you before Adonai your God. I am Adonai your God. Finally, the greatest shofar blast is yet to come, isn't it? Matthew twenty four thirty. Then the sign of the Son of Man will come in the heaven, and then all the tribes of the land will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven in power with great glory. He will send out his angels with a great shofar, and they will gather together his chosen from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other, right? And in First Thessalonians, Thessalonians 4:16 and 18 For the Lord himself shall come down from heaven with a commanding shout with the voice of the archangel and with the blast of the shofar and the dead in Messiah shall rise first right and then it says therefore encourage one another with these words Number three, believing God for a sweet new year. We see that this tradition comes from Nehemiah 8.10, which says, Do not grieve, for the joy of Adonai is your strength. Instructions uh, given after reading the Torah on Rosh Hashanah. That's the context of it, if you look at Nehemiah 8 and 9. So the tradition is that at Rosh Hashanah, we have apples and honey, and that represents having a sweet new year. Now, number four, uh, we're dealing with the the characteristics of Rosh Hashanah. Number four, or the themes, uh, is recognizing our sin and repenting. And there is something called tashlich, which is a ceremony actually after our services. We will go down uh, to Bashor and we will take breadcrumbs and go to that area of water and throw the breadcrumbs into the water, representing getting rid of our sins. This comes from Micah seven nineteen, which says he will again have compassion on us and he will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all all your sins into the depths of the sea. So this is something else we do. And of course, Tashlich uh, is, is, uh, happens at the beginning, really, of the 10 days of awe, the 10 days of uh, repentance. And then finally, the fifth uh, theme is the book of life. We ask to be remembered before the Lord on Rosh Hashanah. We relate to God as the ultimate judge. The book of life is a tradition based on scripture. The tradition is that on Rosh Hashanah, God opens the book of life. And if the the um, if you've been good 
and it outweighs the bad, you're written in the book of life. So that's the tradition. But uh, let's look at the scriptures on the book of life. Psalm 69, 28, uh, add guilt to their guilt. May they not come into your righteousness. May they be wiped out of the book of life and not be recorded with the righteous. But I, I am afflicted and in pain. Let your salvation, O God, set me up on high. And in Daniel's vision, uh, Daniel 7, verse 10, we see that it talks about the book of life. And, you know, I'm kind of running out of time, so you'll just have to look that one up. And after that, in Daniel 12, 1, uh, it says there'll be a time of distress, which has never occurred since the beginning of the nation until then. But at that time, your people, everyone is found written in the book will be delivered. And then uh, in verses 2 and 3, it talks about some to everlasting damnation and others to everlasting life. In Exodus 32, 33, it says, whoever is sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. In Revelations 20, 15, it says, if anyone was not found written in the book of life, he is thrown into the lake of fire. We believe that the book of life is the set of names of those who will live with God forever in heaven because they believe Yeshua as their Messiah. Amen. Revelation 3, 5, the one who overcomes thus will be dressed in white clothes. I will never blot his name out of the book of life and will confess his name before my father and his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Ruach, the spirit of God is saying to Messiah's communities. And finally, Yeshua says in John 5, 24, amen, I tell you, whoever hears my word and trusts the one who has sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed over from death into life. So on Rosh Hashanah, the shofar will blow. And the question is, will it be blown to warn you that you are not right with the Lord? Or will it be blown to assemble us as believers into the presence of the Lord? The, you know, look, look, the whole idea here is be ready now, right? It is a reminder to our, our need to be ready. We have no idea when the last trumpet trumpet will call. But if we are ready, then all is good. Amen. So if you feel uh, that our program, as we've come to the end today, uh, has been valuable to you, please support us financially. We depend on God touching your heart to stay on the radio waves. Now, again, call Aaron, uh, Karen at 813-831-5673. Or if you prefer, choose the donate button on our website, heartofmessiah.org. Now, it's not too late to ask for the calendar for the Holy Day services. Again, call Karen. She'll email it to you. As I mentioned earlier in the program, tonight is Rosh Hashanah. Our services begin at 7 p.m. in Tampa. And go visit our website for more information, shoreshdavid.org.
And if you give us the name of uh, an address of your Jewish friends, we'll be happy to invite them to Yom Kippur service. We'll send them ticket and an information packet. In order for them to receive it on time, though, you've got to call our office. If you'd like to present this to them directly, we'll send it to you. Uh, but call our office, Karen, at 813-831-5673. In the coming um, weeks, I will continue to teach on the Holy Days, on the Moedim, the appointed times. So would you let people know about this radio broadcast? It would really bless us. Also, we have four congregations for you to visit and bring Jewish friends to, right? And so we'd love for you to do that. Would you check out our website? Again, org, or call Karen at 813-831-5673. You know, sometimes people want to reach me with comments or questions. You can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. All right. Well, I pray that you'll come visit us. I pray that you'll bring Jewish friends. I pray that you will uh, speak to your Jewish friends about the Lord. So may the Lord be your first priority and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father. Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah. God of Israel Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.